The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 209. Saturday, December 15th, 2012. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 209. I am Rob, you are Greg, and we are coming up on the number, we are about to surpass the amount of Paunch Stevenson Show episodes as there were the amount of Family Matters episodes. Okay. This is episode 209. There were 215 episodes of the old TV show Family Matters. We are about to surpass it. Uh, We are going to surpass Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel. Can you believe that? I, well, no. Why would I I even think of something like that? (laughs) The Cosby, we've already surpassed the Cosby show. There was only 197 episodes of that. The Paul Stevenson show has surpassed the Cosby show. We way surpassed Get a Life. Well, <laughs> so so Bill Cosby owes us now an award. Yeah, but he did two different Cosby shows. So if you count in Cosby, no, 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 no. the real the Cosby they show. Both had, didn't they both have Felicia Richard and Malcolm Warner? Only one did Malcolm Jamal. Anyway. I am Rob, you are Greg. Yes. Burping, sort of. And we are once again... Once again. ...in the Burger King parking lot (laughs) in Nutley, New Jersey, on Franklin Avenue, recording live, on location. Overlooking a uh, motionless river, (laughs) surrounded by pigeons. There were ducks in there. I don't know where they went, but... Nah, we're surrounded by pigeons. But we are, yeah. And uh, whatever that kind of bird is. Uh, What is that? Crow? Anyway, so we... Just came from the Clifton Commons AMC movie theater. And we saw the new movie, Wreck It Ralph. Yes, from uh, Disney. What did you think? I thought it was very good. I was uh, very impressed. Uh, I'm eating French fries, so. Yeah, you're eating one like every three minutes. Well, I don't want it to. Slowest eater. I don't I've want it to seen. interfere with my speech. So, would you say thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down? Well, I hate doing that, but I would I would say thumbs up. All right. I say thumbs in the middle. Really? Is that just to be a, a, a putz? No. The movie itself was fine. It was a typical uh, Disney you know, family children's movie. Then what's your problem? My problem is... The movie itself was fine. My problem is... From what I read and from what people... you know, I was reading on message boards and the commercials and the trailer... I thought it was going to be the, you know, this big, crazy homage to the world of video games, the history of video games. 
I never got that with impression. all these cameos, and it was like. It was like, you know, welcome to the world of the, the, the last 40 years of video games. Qbert, Pac-Man, Street Fighter characters. Well, they were in it. For a second. Nah. The movie had nothing to do with any of those characters other than they were on the screen for like 10 yeah. seconds. I think um, I was very disappointed with that aspect of the movie. I think what you were probably expecting was... The like a Roger Rabbit who framed Roger Rabbit of video game characters exactly, and that's not <laughs> which is what the movie was hyped up to be. Uh, I don't know. Was I it? thought I thought it was going to be, you know, okay. There's fictional video game characters: Fix It Felix Jr. and Wreck It Ralph. And I thought you know Pac Man was going to help them on yeah. their adventure, and then Qbert would help them, and then this, per you know, there was no, it wasn't. They were just. They would just show up in the background for a second. But other than that, you know, it was it was enjoyable. It was a good family <laughs> movie. I mean, I, I found that, look, I, I haven't seen a lot of the newer Disney Pixar stuff. No, I haven't either. Um, I think some of them are, like, I'm not really into the Shrek type things. I think that that would just annoy me. I did watch Up. thought that was good. I didn't see it. I thought it was good. Um... This wasn't Pixar, though, right? No. Yeah. No. Yes. This movie? Well, no. It was it was Walt Disney Animation Studio. Well, but, it's not Pixar. Uh, are those two different things? I mean, I don't Disney know. owns Pixar, right? Yeah. I don't know. All right. So it was Disney. It was the Disney Animation Studio. Starring uh, John C. Riley, who was the Wreck-It Ralph guy. Yeah. Basically, without being too much of a spoiler, you know, he's kind of the donkey, he's kind of like a Donkey Kong imitation kind of a game. Um, uh, Fix-It Felix Jr. is kind of the Mario in the Donkey Kong. He was played by Zach, uh, Jack McBriar. From 30 Rock. Yeah. Well, how does he talk? Very, uh... Effeminate southerner. yeah. yeah. I'm Fix-It Felix I'm Jr. I'm Fix-It Felix. Hello. Kind of like Michael Jackson if he was a southerner. <laughs> no, that's ignorant, y'all. <laughs> I've only had two nose jobs, uh, y'all. And John C. Riley sounds like, Hey, it's me, Fix-It Felix, sir. <laughs> Where was Will Ferrell? Uh, Sarah Silverman was this annoying... Little uh, girl from this go kart game. Uh, Jane Lynch was this uh, like Halo kind of character. Yeah, from what was the game? Heroes Duty or something. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Well, that's weird. King Candy slash Turbo was played by Alan Tudyk. Who's that? Oh, you know, from, from Firefly and... From Suburgatory. Yeah, well, okay. And Arrested Development. Yeah, so... Uh, he did the voice kind of like... Um, it was almost like this, like... that. Oh, who was that guy? Remember the guy that used to do this, like, back in the 50s and 60s? He was in Mary Poppins, and he would do Disney voices. He was he was Uncle Albert in Mary Poppins. And he would talk like... He'd be like, Hello, everyone! <laughs> I have no idea. 
They don't remember him. It had sort of like that Snagglepuss voice. Yes. Like, oh my heavens. We must uh, get the candy. Ooh. It was sort of like like heavens to Megatroy. Almost like a cross between Hello. him and 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 again Roger Rabbit, like that Roger Rabbit. Like, oh, what are we gonna do? Oh no! Breathe, <laughs> Um, who else was in this thing? Mindy Kaling. Who was she? One of the uh, one of the uh, other go kart candy go kart oh, racers. Yeah. Ed O'Neill was the owner of the arcade. No, he only had but three lines. Adam Carolla was um, one of the Sugar Rush security guys. The other guy, the other one was they were like a, a an egg clair and a donut, and the other guy was Horatio Sands. Nah, fat or skinny Horatio. He was Sands. probably the fat guy. And then there was a bunch of like <laughs> Mr. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> What am I? You can't uh, do that in, in uh, uh, Sugar Rush. You can't. Uh, you're in the wrong. Uh, you're in the wrong video game here. Uh, gotta go home. Uh. Did the, wait a minute. Did the security guards even talk? Yeah, they were talking barely. And then there was a bunch of like general like voice artists. Maurice Lamarche. Um, he was the root beer tapper guy. Mm. Uh, John DiMaggio was um, that old guy in the uh, in in the in the he was like the security guard for that candy oh, factory. Yeah. He's Bender from Futurama. Yeah, bunch of other people. I really don't know who these people are, but well, but yeah, there was. Um... Oh, and by the way, we did not see it in three D. No. We it's saw it in two. Whatever you, you don't even notice. Paperboy from Paperboy was in this. I remember seeing him. If he was, it must have been in the background <clears throat> for one second. Bowser. Um, again, why Bowser they, wait? Why do they call Doctor Robotnik Doctor Eggman? Yeah, that's the Japanese name. Sega changed it when it came out in America. When when Sonic the Hedgehog came out in America. Yeah, so in America, where this movie was released, it is Dr. Robotnik. I know, but the uh, the, the the movie makers Whatever. are being authentic. Frogger, uh, Dig Dug, I saw him. Pac-Man, and it's a bunch of the ghosts. Apparently there was a Paddle 1 and a Paddle 2 from Pong. Peter Pepper where? from Burger Time, I don't know. Quicks. I didn't see any of these things. They must literally, they must have flashed on the screen. Well, it was like there was this big hallway with all the game characters, like, milling about. And, you know, you'd have to, like, focus in. I saw Sonic brief it, briefly. Mm. He was, like, standing there. Well, he was on the, 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 the like, the posters or, or the, uh, right. what do you call the the screens giving people safety tips. Now, th I haven't played the Flash version of the Fix-It Felix Jr. game. I didn't either. All right. Anyway, um... <coughs> oh, boy. <coughs> oh, man. They also released fully browser... fully browser-based playable versions of Heroes Duty and the Sugar Rush games. That was the oh. go-kart game. Nice. <coughs> now I'll have to try them out. 
Ah, stop. And they may do a sequel. Rich Moore was the director. He seemed like the guy who who got this done. Yeah. Well, I don't know who this is. They did kind of leave it open at the end where he said... It kind of looks like uh, Matthew Perry. When, you remember when, um, when Wreck-It Ralph at the end said, To be continued... Um, whatever. So they, you know, they, they kind of left it open. Apparently, he's best known for his work on The Simpsons. Writing? Directing? I don't know. Anyway, they didn't get... For for all the characters that they licensed... They did mention Mario for a second. They, they, they mentioned him, but again, from what I read, Nintendo didn't... Didn't want him? License it. They only licensed Bowser, Bowser. But, or King Koopa, or whatever, whatever people call him, but Bowser. Um, and then at the end, we waited and waited till the end of the after the credits because you're like, oh, there's going to be something after the credits. And something there was. I'm thinking like Mario's going to show up or something like that. <laughs> it's no. a me, Mario. No, the stupid it turned into a Pac-Man kill screen. That was kind of cool though. Yeah. It was a little uh, uh, tribute, but mm. see, I th- look, I went into the movie. Imagining it was going to be more of that type of thing. Yeah. Like really authentic video game homages like like the Pac-Man kill screen. You mean like, or... yeah, but, yeah, but then you're getting into like Captain N <laughs> Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Super Show territory. I guess. But that's cool. I guess. Because uh... it's not only Captain N where you have like a handful of <clears throat> Yeah, NES but think characters. about it for a second. Think about who framed Roger Rabbit, right? 95% of that movie is Roger Rabbit, who was an original character. Jessica Rabbit was an original character. I know. A bunch of humans, the stupid baby. Eddie Valen. It wasn't, I mean, only in one point did they go into the Toontown and, like, Mickey was there and, and Bugs Bunny for I a know, second. I know. And then they showed up at the end. I know. I'm just saying, like,. When, when uh, you know, they're racing around, uh, you know, maybe the guy from, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was just expecting the, the real video game characters to be more involved and... And, you know, they, they ended up being the equivalent to what's called non-playable characters in role-playing games. Ah. They're just there in the background walking around. Well. And they say a couple of things, and that's it. I thought they would have been a little bit more I uh, related to the plot. I do think that they captured like the 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 '80s arcade very well. Thought that they did a good job with that whole you know kind of motif. Yeah, it was just. It kind of looked like fun and games. Yes, but again, it was weird that again spoiler alerts, but. It started off 30 years ago. The people were playing all these old games, and then it it does a time lapse through the years, and the games get moved around. Then they get replaced with newer games, yeah. and newer games, and newer games. But for some reason, Fix It Felix Jr. kept staying there 30 years later, and children kept coming in and playing it. It's a classic. And I'm like, no. That would never happen in real life. Children would go to and play the new games and be like, "What's this piece of old garbage?" No, people play with horrible <coughs> graphics. People play when they when people go into these old arcades like the Yestercades and the uh, Barcade and all these arcades. They play the they play a lot of people play the pack. No. I mean, Barcade is all that stuff. People do, but not children. 
And in the movie, they kept showing children. I think children still play the old stuff. I used to. One of the reasons was they were just cheaper. Well, it was like yes. you walk in there, and well, I was laughing at one point when the, when this girl walks in and has goes to play this like um, light gun first person he- shooting game. Be. Yeah, and uh, she walks up, and it's it's eight quarters. Yeah, two dollars. Well, that's like real life. Yeah. So anyway, I like I thought it was good. I just wish they had integrated the video game characters more into the plot. That's all. Otherwise, it was a perfectly fine movie. It's just not something that Disney's going to do because they want to have their own characters that they can then merchandise. That's true. They don't want to merchandise. It's all about greed. Sonic, voiced by Steve Urkel. Yeah, why didn't they get Jaleel White to do the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog? The few sentences that he actually spoke. I actually hated that show. I I could have done... Hey, it's me, Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey. Can I do that? What were you going to say? Uh, we could we could have done Luigi and Mario, like the Super Mario Brothers Super. Hey, Luigi! Oh! And Mario! Huh. <laughs> How come I wasn't in the game? Oh! <laughs> we're busy on stuffing these drains! Oh! Uh, <laughs> so, what about any... Any uh, interesting previews before the movie? Well, they had uh, they had this Disney had this like animated short, or, like this black and white animated short called the Paper Man or something. It was it's terrible. Paper Man. Where I swingers, I I <laughs> I make paper airplanes and throw it at the evil doers. <laughs> I cut out paper dolls and stick needles in them like voodoo dolls of the evildoers. What? So it was. Anyway. It was really stupid. It's really dumb. Um, then the one preview which they've been showing for months now is this thing for the Hobbit. Oh yes, the Hobbit. The reason I mentioned that was um, the other day on Opie and Anthony they had Billy Connolly. Oh! Oh! oh. I can't believe it. I can't oh. believe it. Oh. So they're asking him, like, oh, you know, we heard you're in The Hobbit. He's he like, is? He, go, wait, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I showed up down there and I, I filmed for about two months. And they're like, well, when's it coming out? It's coming out, like, next year or something. He's like, he's like I don't know. Like, uh. what, do you, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, well, originally it was supposed to be one movie. Then it became two movies. So I figured... I'm in towards the end, so I'll be in the second movie. And he's like, but now it's three movies. I mean, I don't even uh, know. Now I'm here and it made before four movies. Oh. I'll be dead by the time my part comes up. Oh, four can't movies. believe it. They dragged this thing out for four movies? I don't know if it's four movies, oh. but let's see. The Hobbit. Come on. It's an inside joke. Yep. Did we ever talk about that? We did, right? We know. talked about that. So wait, so so what was I saying? Did I make a comment about that? Or didn't I make a comment like you want to know who direct is directing it? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not Peter Jackson. No, he's producing it's it. It's Benicio del Toro or something. <laughs> oh. 
think it's it's um no oh wait a minute no it is peter jackson what yeah it was originally guillermo del toro but i think he that's right he dropped out because it was taking forever to get off the ground he's like look i've i gotta make i've got movies i'm signed to direct here but wasn't it originally peter jackson and then they kicked him off and then it was Benicio del Toro. Yeah, there was some issue about the rights and everything. And then now it's back to Peter Dobb. Well, that's why it's four movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) The world premiere is actually, it's it's in December. November, December of this year. 2012. Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. The Uh. worst titles. Then it's The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. (laughs) Not even a word. Of what? S M A U G. Smog. Smog. <laughs> what is, is smog? I don't know. It's scheduled to release in two, the next year, December 2013. And then The Hobbit, there and back again in July of 2014. <laughs> so it's three movies. What is it? Like, like Dracula dead and loving it? I love it! Oh, by the way, I have a movie review. I finally, after how many years of talking about this, I finally watched, I think, was it 1982? Creep Show. Ah! I thought you saw it already. No. You had the DVD. I never, I, I got rid of it. I never watched ah. it. I sold it. Never you opened it. hold your breath. <laughs> Something that's you tied you hold over. your breath. Well, there was, there was the, 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 the meteorite plant man guy was starring Stephen King as the plant man. That was terrible. And then... Um, then there was the guy who who was in like a futuristic world where he didn't want to be... He was like a germaphobe and yeah. he wound up getting like eaten by bugs. Cockroaches, yeah. yeah. But what was the first one? There was the plant guy... And oh, it was the the gorilla under the stairs that kept eating everybody. <laughs> so then the guy brought his wife... Or he hated his wife, so he yeah. brought his wife... Under the stairs in the school, and the gorilla ate her. But then, but then he chained up the gorilla and threw it into a, a ditch or something, and, and he thought he killed it. But then it came back to life, and then, and then that segment ended. Spoiler alerts, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was written by Stephen King. The whole it, thing. Yeah, and it was directed uh, by George A. Romero. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really only I only like the Ted Danson Leslie Nielsen. One. <laughs> Ted Danson was a zombie. It was a turnip. It was well, an underwater turnip. In that part. But then he turned into a zombie. Does it say what the first vignette was? I, I, I went to a different no. page. I can hold my no. breath you can... for a long time. That was, yeah, that was the end. Leslie Nielsen. Very strange. All right, so since we're talking about video games, we, uh, apparently you finally watched a couple of these video game documentaries that I watched and reviewed like years ago. <laughs> Well, first, we already reviewed this several years ago. There was The King of Kong. Yes. Then I saw Chasing Ghosts. Recently, Recently. Even though I gave it to you like two years ago. Right. And then I saw the the movie High Score. Yes. Which, I don't know if it's exclusive, but it it is on Hulu.com for free. So, Chasing Ghosts was uh I didn't know this but um I guess back in the early 1980s 
magazines were doing these stories about the top, or supposedly the top video game players. Well, or like twin. It had something to do with the Twin Galaxies arcade. It was arcade. for time. It was for a Time Life um, magazine or whatever. It was all these teenagers like Billy Mitchell. They and, did an art. They did a magazine one time. They did an issue in 1982 or something about like arcade games because that was like the big thing at the time. And so, somehow or another, Walter Day, you know, got together all these 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 young video game like arcade champion players, and brought them all to his his arcade in Iowa as the like champions, and that's where they took this picture. They did this story about it. But who are some of the other guys? Ben Gold. Yeah, ben Gold. Uh, who's who's the evangelical? Oh, Psycho. Steve. I want to say Steve Sanders. It is, right? No, wait, that's the guy from 90210. I know, I think it was the same Steve name. Steve Saunders? Sanders? Come on. But anyway, so you'll you'll look that up, but um So this uh and, and then like these guys went on to be on these game shows and competitions on TV and it was like it was this big thing, which I I had totally missed out on it. I was like five, six, three, four. Yeah, five, I know, six but it old, all, but the whole thing only lasted like eight months. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, um, but so this this chasing ghost documentary, it went through all of that, all of that backstory, yeah, and then it tracked them down today. Yeah, and the interviewers well, talked in two thousand five, two thousand five, but. So the interviewer talked to them and, and just seeing what they're up to, seeing if they still play video games, if they're still into the old stuff, if they're into any of the new stuff, um, how they feel about their scores being beaten since then by new people. And, and it was very interesting, but the problem was not a problem with the movie. The problem with the people was a lot of them grew up to be very very strange and like hobos and oh, that was just Todd Rogers <laughs> this guy's a mess he lives in he lives in the front of his he lives he's like Uncle Joey he lives in like an alcove in the front of his parents like ranch house in Florida but aren't they dead no they're alive his wife was dead ah oh, yeah at her ashes and he's just surrounded by Garbage. plastic containers full of reptiles no, not reptiles. Snakes. Tarantulas. Uh, yeah, but snakes, too, oh, and spiders. Oh, okay, all right. Well, anyway, he was surrounded mess. by yeah, Steve's... little little plastic containers of those things and garbage. Like, actual... He wouldn't throw his garbage out. He would just throw it on the floor. <laughs> and, and he said, like, I, I just sleep on the floor in the middle of all these piles of garbage. And then he had this rickety old, old, old TV set up. Where he was just, like, he would just wake up, sift through the pile of garbage, get to this old rickety TV, and play Atari 2600 games all day, and then feed the tarantulas. Mental. Uh, Steve Sanders was the guy. He was, uh... Oh, so it is Steve Sanders. He was the guy, yes. Um, he and, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, David Silver, uh... <laughs> <laughs> lied about their Brandon Donkey Kong Walsh. score, Yes. Yeah, so back then, this whole Time Magazine thing, 
Uh, you know, B- Billy Mitchell was what? He had the high score at Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, I Yeah, think. then there was a the guy... Steve Sanders had the high score at Donkey Kong. Yes, supposedly. Supposedly, he claimed. He, it was like s- some ridiculous astronomical score, like four million points yeah. or something. And he got a book... This guy got a book deal out of it. He wrote a book, you know, how to get four million points at Donkey Kong and blah, 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 blah. And it turned out... He lied. Over the course of the next couple of years, he was never able to not not just replicate it. He was never even able to get like one tenth of that score. Wow, he lied. So he had to admit to everyone, "I'm a big fat stupid liar." Yeah, I made the whole thing up. I got a book deal as a result of a lie. Then there was another guy who changed his name at some point, which is strange. Uh, Some of these guys are from Canada, and several of the guys eh. wound up with these mail-order brides from, like, Eastern oh. Europe. Well, they, what else were they going to get? Then there was uh, the guy who was cut from the the version that aired on Showtime, but is uh, in the, the one that you have, which is... Uh, I saw the uncut Robert, version. Yes, Robert uh, Maruchik, who is uh, from Brooklyn, and he was the guy who was the scorekeeper, would watch the videotapes for hours and hours and hours... And had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars collecting erotic art. It's pornography. This guy. Well, here's another one who's a mess. He's he's living with his parents in Brooklyn. The house again. It's like this hoarder house with cats. All these this, like, these gigantic, yeah, morbidly obese cats. And he got all this money for this art by somehow like he had sold some company stock or something and got all this money. And he he wasted it all on this porno art, and he just he wakes up. He lives in this in, in this parents' dump of you know this hoarding place, and he is surrounded by like Todd Rogers was surrounded by piles of trash. This guy is surrounded by piles up to the ceiling of VHS, of VHS tapes. tapes of people playing old Atari games. Yes. What? Come on! He's insane. And then He's a mess. the coup de gras is this old guy. Oh. I think his name was Ron Bailey. Yeah, Ronald. C- Coach Ronald Bailey. Oh, good old Coach. Well, Coach down in North Carolina there uh, was a berserk player. Berserk player. The game berserk. Yeah, the game berserk. And he and this other guy uh, who was a teenager when he met him in the early 80s played berserk and they were friends and then they had a falling out. And uh, as it turns out, a couple of years after this movie was made and released, in whatever form it was released, old Coach Ron Bailey turned out to be a, like, 40-year pedophile. 50-year. Oh, 50-year, whatever. He was in North Carolina, right? Yeah. North, or South? North, North. North Carolina. And he had the nickname Coach because for 50 years, he was, like, the local small-town coach of Little League and all this yeah. stuff, and parents trusted him with their children. It turned out this guy had been molesting children that whole time. And he would troll, you know, he would like stalk the the local arcades, befriending children and teenagers, molesting them. Yes. Well, no. What the heck? No, 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 no. He molested all the kids on the baseball team because they were like eight, nine years old. And one of the, the, we were joking about this one time, not me and you, me and somebody else, and we were like, well, how come he never molested this other guy. The other guy played berserk against him. And we it all hit us. We're like, because when he met him, that guy was already like 15, 16 years old. He was too old. 
as sick as that is. Well, in in the uh, the article that I read after he was arrested a few years ago, supposedly he would lose once the boy hit the age where he would start showing an interest in girls. That's it. Yeah. He would just stop talking to well, them. That was the same thing with Sandusky. Move on to another younger yes. boy. Yes. Absolutely, just. Oh my God! Just terrible. Yeah. Hey, well, it's a good movie, regardless. Man, like, what? Just what is wrong with these video game psychos? Wait, why are you blaming that on video games? No, I'm not blaming it on video games. I'm just saying the people who he was molesting people in that played I, baseball. I know. I'm just saying. Why are there so many people who gravitate toward video games? I'm not blaming it on video games. I'm just saying they gravitate. Not just a casual player, but like these hardcore, really hardcore players. They they grow up to be nuts. Hoarders uh, or surrounded by tarantulas or, you know, just like the, molesting people. Like, I don't you know. I don't mean to laugh. It's terrible. But it's like, what is it about the hobby of video games that you get all these nutcases? Oh, you do, but they're, I think that they're still on the periphery. It's the same as any other collecting. You're that's always going to get yeah, nuts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Comic books, uh, baseball cards. They're even worse. You're right. You're right. Toys. All right, so then... Guns. And you also saw High Score. Oh, which yeah. Which I had that seen was, a while ago. It was about this guy who was determined to break the World Missile Command record. Yeah, which is which had which has existed for forever. Yeah, and in fact, the guy that broke it is this guy in California, and he broke the record like thirty years ago. And so when they interviewed him on this, he was like, "He's like, I got to be honest with you guys. He's like, he's like, I can't believe nobody's broken this record." <laughs> well, here's the thing about. A game like Missile Command, you could be... Very the, difficult. Well, but it doesn't matter. I could be the absolute all-time best Missile Command player ever. I could be a genius at this game. The thing is, that has nothing to do... I mean, okay, it has a little to do with it, but... No matter how perfect I am at the game, the game goes at a certain speed. Yeah. It's not like... It's not like the better I am, the faster the game goes, and, and the more points I'm getting. The game only goes at a certain rate. So even if I'm getting a perfect score, I'm, I'm defending all the cities, I'm stopping all the missiles, I'm getting all the points, it's only going so fast. So in order to break the high score, I have to be good, but I also just have to keep going it's 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 more a matter of time than it is a matter of skill and in this case you know the guy who's had the high score for the past 30 years or so in order to break this person's high score i would have to stand at a missile command arcade cabinet for literally no exaggeration like 60 hours 60 straight hours now, how on earth do I, or the guy in the movie, high score, how is this guy in the movie going to stand in front of a cabinet for 60 hours without sleeping? It's not even Without that. eating, without peeing. It's not just that, but you have to videotape every single second of the game. That too. Like, if, if his video camera, you know, died, 
Gotta start over. He would have been screwed. Yeah. You can't pause. The tape got chewed up or whatever. The battery ran out. But I'm like, I, I'm just thinking this guy has to be wearing a diaper, right? He has to be. I don't know. And to stare, and, and, and well, the thing I was, can't. Part of his, I don't know how, but part of his, his, um, his, uh, you know, performance, his strategy was that he would die. Like he would purposely die every once in a while. I don't know what that, that somehow allowed him to move forward in the game or something. I don't know. Well, so, maybe, wait, like he would die and then that would give him like 10 seconds to take a bite of a sandwich or something? Uh, so he, I think he would just leave the game and he would like run, probably like go to the bathroom real fast and uh, come back. I don't know. I think he wore a diaper. I don't even want to think. That's, well, it, did, it really didn't matter guess. because he never got far enough to test the theory. Every machine that he had would die after like three hours. That's true. That but was the whole but thing. Wait, but here's my other thing. The whole premise of this movie was not that this guy couldn't get the record. He couldn't keep the machine from from resetting on I him. I know. I know. I know. But, again, he would have to stand there for 60 straight hours. I can't even stay awake for, for like, 24 straight hours. Yeah. Let alone... Stay awake for 24 straight hours, staring at a screen nonstop. That's why it's impressive. It's just sick. It's sick. What, what is the obsession? I with don't it? know. And this guy, look, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good at missile command. I'm gonna try this, you know, this weekend. I'm gonna try to break the record. I'm gonna play for 60 hours. This guy has been trying. Every holiday, he doesn't spend it with his girlfriend, who, by the way, his girlfriend looks exactly like Ben Stiller in a wig. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't spend, you know, his three-day weekends or his holidays with his girlfriend. He spends his three-day weekends and holidays, like, holed up in his garage, like, non-stop fixated on Missile Command for, like, ten years, this guy. And at the end of the movie, he's like... I don't know, maybe I should just stop and just live my life and, and enjoy holidays and enjoy weekends. And, and Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep trying. It's yeah. like, oh, my, this guy's going to be 90 years old. He's going to look back on his life like, what did I well, do? Well, he's also attempted other games as well, his records. And then, of course, the at the end of the movie, the, at the end, all of a sudden, it shows him, not only is he roller skating at like a roller skating rink, He's like roller skating, break dancing, disco dancing. But really not funny to him, but very funny to me. I'm sure it was funny to him, but in it, a it very, very ridiculous. funny way. He's like wearing, uh, he's, he's all dressed up in his 1970s, like John Saturday, Travolta yeah, like disco out fever. It was very, I don't know, that ending was. Again, these weirdos in the video game hobby. I don't know. So, um, in, 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 in the following of the video games here we've been talking about in this episode... Um, video games! Okay. We, um... Rumble! We, we got our first look at the... <laughs> what? Nothing. That was, that was my introduction to our video I, game segment. I love the Neo Geo, Rob! You remember when I bought the Neo Geo for $600? Illusion of Gaia. $250 for a game? Illusion of Gaia. And I bought the Illusion of Gaia. 
It came with a free shirt. I wore it every day. Illusion of Gaia. I don't think they've ever made any... They have no sequels of that game ever, right? No. Must have been terrible. Um, <laughs> so we saw... Come on. No, keep talking. We got our first look at the Wii U, the new Nintendo uh, console um, from Nintendo. What did you think? Well, we went... Look, we went to a GameStop. Yeah. They had a kiosk there. Um, now... I hate to, to criticize the system based on the kiosk. Because, well, first of all, the kiosk had like a... It, looked like it, was, it was a widescreen, like, LC, you know, like a full HD display. Yeah, it, was, it was actually a Pretty nice big. display. Yeah. I, I was surprised. The problem we had with it was they had the, the Wii U there. They had the console. <clears throat> they had the, the gamepad controller, this big controller, which is actually bigger than I thought it was going to be. Really? Um, it was smaller than I thought it was going to be. The thing was big. And it was lighter than I it thought was it was light. going to be. Now, they had one of those there, and the screen on it was pretty big. On, on the gamepad. It was a pretty big yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... Yeah, it was nice. They had it there. I, you know, it was nice, whatever. Obviously, the problem I had was, in this in this kiosk, they had about a dozen games. However... Only one of the games was playable as a demo. Right. It was like Rayman Legends, which we found out is not even available to purchase yet. <laughs> so all these no, other games. Super Mario Wii U or whatever Nintendo it's called. Land, Nintendo Land. Nope. Can't, alien Marines game. Can't demo All these it. other games. What was, the, uh, what, what was the other one? Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, it was a racing uh, game. Uh, you can't play any of them. And in fact, they only had trailer videos. And when we clicked on the trailer video for the Aliens game, it wasn't even a video. It was a slideshow. Yeah. <laughs> what century is this? Yeah, it was very strange. So we did get to play a couple of levels of this Rayman Legends, which is... It's like this like thing where you're like running and and have to keep jumping and it's almost like a mini not a mini game but it's almost like an iPad kind of game. Uh I, you know I I thought it was the graphics were good but it reminded me of an old style you know 8-bit platforming yeah. game. And it played I thought I thought it was very good. One actually. of the cool things about it in the one level as you're running with this little girl to try and like jump over these things the noises of the explosions and stuff are in sync with, like, the drum cymbal hits in the song, which is Black... It was actually Black Betty of all songs. Uh, I, I, what is that? I don't know what that is. Look it up. It's an 80s, you know, early 80s, you know, kind of like southern rock song. Oh. You know. <clears throat> by um, uh, Ram Jam. <laughs> Ram Jam? Who is Ram Jam? Right. <laughs> all right, anyway... Um, I thought the Rayman Legends demo, I thought the graphics were really, really nice. Real. I was not expecting uh, the artwork to be that good, and, and it was, like, very detailed. I was, I was very impressed. Better, I thought it looked better than the Super Mario Brothers game. Uh, artistically, yeah. Because the Super Mario, the problem I have with the Super Mario Brothers game, even though it's mainly, not, it's not 2D, but it's side-scrolling for the most part, mm. one of the things I don't like about it is, that the, the 3D models are not smooth. So, like, if you look at it, you can, especially at the higher resolution, you can see, like, 
like some of the lines, you know, it's not a smooth like the, curvature. The, the, the polygons. Yeah. I'm like, come on, are you going to get rid of this by now? <laughs> no, I Super Mario Wii U looks very nice, but I liked, I re, I was really impressed with the artwork in Rayman Legends. Now, one of the levels that, I mean, it, it just took me out of, it like, su- took me by surprise out of nowhere. Now, one of the levels, well, one of the reasons is you're used to the Wii, the Wii which was not 720, it wasn't 1080. No, 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 but I mean, regardless of that, I just mean, yeah. uh, I'm just not used to a Rayman game being so beautifully created like that. Well, I guess they can do that with all the games now. Yeah, it's nice. So one of the one one of the levels was basically you play with the gamepad and you have to watch on the gamepad because you have to use the touch screen to have help this like little helper help Rayman get through the board, mm-hmm. which is interesting. The only thing that was kind of weird was. In that kind of situation... It's a little confusing. Well, in that situation where the game is still being displayed on the TV... Like, okay, I'm controlling the guy, I'm running and jumping, it's on the TV. Yeah. And then it switches over to touching the touchscreen on the gamepad. Yeah, but that... that But... The interaction is not on the TV. I mean, the game is, yeah. but all the little things that it tells you to do, it's not, they're not there, no. so you can't, like, follow along. So... Like the pointer. Right, but, but at that point in the game, once it switches over to the touch screen, I'm so used to looking at the TV screen, looking up, that it's like, oh, wait, now I have to look down. It's like, for some reason, my brain still uh, wants me to look up. It's like, no, yes. just ignore the TV and just look at the yeah. touch screen. But I'm like, but I don't want to ignore the TV. It looks so nice. You should be able to use the touch screen... And look on the TV. You should be able to use Yeah, but that. then you can't really see where you're touching. Yeah, you look from it's not you judge by the pointer. It's like I, using a mouse. I know, but it's not accurate. I, I, I anyway, I'm just saying it'll take a little it'll take a few minutes to get used to it, but um I thought the Rayman Legends game was very nicely done, beautiful graphics, and that old style of of yeah. uh, game mechanics. But but I wish we could have played another game. Yeah, I wish I could have tried out some of the other games. At least one other game, right? I, I mean, this this I mean, this doesn't make These any games sense. These games are out already. Like if I were GameStop, honestly, if I were GameStop, I would just take out that whatever that demo thing is yeah. and I would just put in a disc. Like yeah. I would just open up a game and put in a disc and let people play it. I know. I don't under, I don't understand that at all. I think you're hurting your sales, you're hurting the product by not Allowing people to... Why can't you play the other games? What is the big deal? <laughs> I don't know. You're, why can you only play a game? It's not even I feel available. Like, I know. I feel like... It's like, here I am in the GameStop today. I Oh, this is good. Uh, I'd like to buy this game. It's not out yet. <laughs> well, which games are out? Well, these... Well, can I can I demo no, those? No. Up? no. <laughs> Give me a break. Anyway, I just... I, and, then know, what, and then... Now, the other thing with the Wii U, obviously, was there was this big kerfuffle that apparently the... Nothing works without doing this gigantic update. <laughs> and the, well, the, for the, now. The Ninten- I know, but the Nintendo people actually had to go out and, and apologize for it. Well, I'm sure that the next wave of units that ship will probably come with the latest firmware. So, of course, but... all the... Well, yeah, but, of course, all the um, the gamers were were talking about how they... They were like, well, if you bought the 8 gigabyte version, which means it has 8 gigabytes of storage on the machine versus the 32, 
Um, you know, if you bought the eight, the download is like five gigabytes. The gigantic download. I don't know how long that's going to take. I mean, I can't imagine five gigs. It's going to take a while. A dial-up. No, not no, a dial-up. I know. Even, even wireless, that's going to take a long time. It's going to take a really long time. Nah. And you download it, right? And then it does its thing. They're like, well, does it wipe it out? Or you now you're stuck with all this, you know, all this file space is taken up by this update, like the old Windows hotfix. You're out of storage. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like when they were first coming up with a lot of the smartphones. You remember you had that iPhone. Like 90% of your storage was hogged by the operating system. Like you couldn't even I, use it. I know. I know. I would download an update. It's like an update is available for your phone. Okay. Yeah. Click OK to, to update. All right. I touch OK. It Absolutely. downloads. It installs it. You know, then I go to download like a podcast. It's like, oh, no, you don't have enough room. <laughs> like, well, what the heck? Well, you ate up all my space with the operating system. Now, of course, the other thing people were screaming about was they were like, oh, Nintendo is, is make, they're making this big stink that they're not available. You can't find the Wii U anywhere. I'm like, well, that's not true. And Nintendo hasn't said that. What's happened is, there, again, there's two different versions. Right. So the 32 gigabyte version was sold out. Three the 8s are yeah. still out there. They're yeah. less money. Yeah. But all the, the gamer gamers don't want the 8. They want the, the one with the bigger storage. Listen, if you're going to buy a Wii U in the near future, there's a version for $300 in America, and there's a version for $350. And I know it's an extra $50, but just spend the extra. If you're going to buy if you're not going to buy it, then don't worry about it. But if you're going to buy it, just spend the extra $50. <laughs> you get quadruple the internal storage, and it comes with a game. And it comes with a few other accessories, too. So it's not like... You know, it's not like you're throwing your money away. I mean, it's it's worth it. Trust me. Mm. Right. If you're going to buy the Wii U, get the 32 gig. 350 bucks. Right. Stop it. Uh, oh, so remember we talked about a few episodes ago the the game show Baggage. Yeah. I guess, not, well, not, not a game show, but a dating show, Baggage. Jerry Springer or something? Yeah, so... So, um, I was watching it again, and someone's baggage you know you open up the little suitcase it's a little quirk about the person opens up the medium-sized suitcase it's something like weird about the person and then the person opens up the big suitcase and it's something big and like i said one of them it was like the person ate dog food or stole from his grandmother or whatever so this one the person opens up the big suitcase and this this particular um potential dating candidate is I'm a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, the Holocaust uh, never happened. I don't believe that's 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 baloney. <laughs> and the dumb real. thing is the dumb thing is so then the woman has a choice like alright well you've narrowed it down to this one guy. He revealed his big suitcase. He's a Nazi sympathizer. What do you say? Do you agree to go on a date with him or do you leave here empty handed no dates? Uh, yeah, I'll give him a shot. Why uh, not? What the? Are these people that desperate? It's fake. <laughs> it's all fake. All right. The end.
One last thing. Yes. There's one more thing. The Angry Video Game Nerd finally released his uh, movie trailer. James Rolfe. James Rolfe. Of New Jersey. I think. Well, I just watched it. Yeah. I'm very impressed. So I guess the, the, the plot of the Angry Video Game Nerd upcoming movie is that he has to find the... Well, he, it looks like he was going on some kind of like a scavenger hunt for this mythical location of where Atari dumped all these excess ET cartridges. As, as legend would have Yeah, it. and so somehow the military thinks that he's really looking for an extraterrestrial, so <laughs> they get involved and they try and stop him, and then real extraterrestrials show up, and then there's all kinds of mayhem... You know, then there's a guy cursing, and his 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 appendages keep getting cut off. And I have to say, just judging from that trailer, uh, it looks very well made, very high production values. I'm very impressed. I was envisioning this kind of like amateurish camcorder, uh, uh, you know, type of thing, but it was it looked it looked like a real movie. Yeah. Yeah, it looked very good. Um, at the end, at the end of the credits, of course, it's coming sometime in the future, in the, this century or something. Or yeah, very good. So, good I mean, job. If, if they did the trailer, then how much longer does he have to do the rest of the movie? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, what theater will this be in? AMC or I don't think Lowe's. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe he'll get into like, like the art house kind of things. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know where he'd be able to, to screen it. Well, we will. Uh, we'll keep everyone posted. Maybe they'll do an interview f finally when they're going to promote it. <laughs> Doubt it. Although I have to say, judging from that two or three minute preview. He had more video game references just then than in Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, by the way, in Wreck-It Ralph, uh, they did do... When the guy had to get into the code of the game... Oh, yeah. He had to do the Konami Nintendo code. Yeah. You know, up, up, down, yeah. down, left, right, left, right. B-A, start. That's right. He was like, oh, what's the code? It's left, right, up, down. Uh, shut up. Imbecile. <laughs>